Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. And how are you, King? I'm good, mate. I'm, good. I'm much better than you, because you sound quite ill. I'm terrible. You, <laughs> I feel awful. You feel week. awful, you've had a long drive, you've come yep. here, you made the trip, which we didn't think was going to happen. Came all the way from Manchester. Yeah, indeed. So, up north to down south to record, yeah. and... I'm I back, thought, baby. I thought I was going to do it without you. I know. It wasn't going to be the same. Well, I hate not doing the podcast, so... I, I know, so I we... made every effort. I've skipped pudding to come here and do you've this. You've skipped so. pudding, and we've delayed a day, but we it's have. all been worth it. Well, we'll find so out. Nice, it's so later. nice to have you here. <laughs> Cheers, dude. So, we need to talk about the wild card round. We do. And then after that, we'll talk about the divisional round, mm. because yep. we're in the playoffs, boys and girls. We are. It's getting real. It's getting it's real getting close real. to the Super Bowl. It's only three <laughs> weeks away, yeah. So that's, That seems very strange. Yes, that is strange. You do get one week off for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, that that game that no one watches. Pro Bowl. Yeah, that, that's... That hexhibition game. Yeah, it's actually been taken away from Hawaii. Yes, the hexhibition game. Uh, yeah, no one cares about the Pro Bowl. Three weeks no. to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm excited. Wildcard weekend... You've got no skin in the game either, and you're really excited, so... I don't think I ever have skin in the game. <laughs> I'm a Chargers fan. Are you going to do most of the organising then? Is this is it what? what you do towards getting getting ready for the Super Bowl? If you haven't got a team still in the mix, yeah. are you now looking at like logistics of what we're going to do on the night and dips and no I just turn up and watch is it that, yeah yeah no I don't no that, that's not my bag it's about time you started man no it isn't yeah. no it isn't anyway especially if my team's in it because you know yeah well lo and behold I won't watch it with you if your team's in it you were an emotional mess last time I am it's horrible alright so let's talk about these games then yes uh, that happened last week yes and yeah we are sorry it's a day late but uh, we're here now mm-hmm. so the first game Mm-hmm. was the uh, Oakland Raiders. That's right. All the way back in time. The Oakland Raiders played the Houston Texans. And that's probably why Punk Raider's not here today. He's probably having a psychiatrist uh, meeting. Yes. Because his Raiders lost 27-14 to 14 to the Brock Osweiler-led Houston Texans. Yes, they did. And they didn't look very good. I felt bad for Connor Cook. Let's start there. Yep. Because they had six drops in that game, the Raiders. They lead, they lead the NFL. They lead the NFL, but six drops in a game where you know you're going to have limited plays. Mm-hmm. He's a fourth-round quarterback. You don't expect him to come and win a playoff game. They weren't throwing don't be... deep balls, were they, for these, for no. these drops? They were very short passes. And they were catchable. Right in the numbers, on the on the jersey. Yeah, Crabtree had an absolute beast of a game. Like and by throated. beast, I mean, yeah, I know, my throat's <laughs> awful. Though. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, Crabtree looked... Terrible. They yeah. actually were better off when he went out injured, mm-hmm. uh, which is a shame because you gave him a shout out at the start of the year for being the fifth I best did. receiver in the he league. Let me down. He let me down. He, he didn't let everyone else down. He let me yeah, down. No. But uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was a shame because Connor Cook actually didn't look that bad. No, based on the fact this is his first start, he'd taken no reps during the season because Derek Carr insists on taking all the first team reps. It's nice of him. McGloin takes the scout team reps, so Connor Cook's pretty much just been sat with the punters and uh, and the kickers playing poker inside the locker room. Thanks to the the way the collective bargaining agreement was written out, it means that there's limited the situation. There's limited snaps available in training, yeah, in practice. Um, so it's a shame. Khalil Mack had a beast of a game. Disappointing to see someone who had played so well during the season, so well over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and then also show that he's one of the best defensive players in the league in a playoff game, uh, which meant absolutely nothing. 
He had a good game, but there was another defensive player who had an even better game. Oh. He was wearing dark blue. Go on then. Jadevion Clowney. Clowney, you reckon? Oh, come on. You reckon? Come on. He tipped a ball, a screen pass early on. Yeah. And then they did the same play again and he, he intercepted it this time. Yeah. He so did. He was everywhere. He really, he, he really established himself against that line, which was beaten up. You know, they, they'd lost uh, Penn the night before and that was the real problem at left tackle because then it was yeah. I know it seemed it looks all the same when you've got five fat guys pushing but when Menlik Watson had to go across to the other side of the of the line Jadevion Clown was just having his way with him yeah he was, and Whit- Whitney Merciless as well yeah to, to coin a phrase said by uh, another Texan who's injured at the moment he was hmm. beating him like a drum out there <laughs> he was destroying Watson wasn't he and and the the thing with with Clowney so far this season is the stats don't necessarily stack up against someone like Khalil Mack, but his what he's doing for the team is as important. Yeah, he's creating other you know he's creating pressures, which means that he's having to get double teams, or he's putting quarterbacks off their spot, which is it is impacting throws, mm-hmm. and uh, he he is wreaking havoc. He just doesn't necessarily have the stats that show actually how dominant he's been this year but I think if you're watching the game you understand what's going on there yeah he did look great I think I do think though that Khalil Matt looked better in the run game but I, you know it's it's much for muchness this game both of those two set themselves apart as being the two best players on the on the field so it was it was it was nice to see both those guys obviously both drafted within I think four, three or four positions of each other Khalil Mack's been an instant success and Jadavian Clowney's taken a couple of years due to injury to yep. sort of really show what he was capable of. So it's nice to see both those guys have success and, and play well in the in their first appearance. Well, I think Clowney played last year, but proper appearance, healthy. Both yeah, of them. proper appearance. Yeah, so that was good to see. You could see that by the fact that the Oakland run game was pretty much non-existent. I mean, the, the highest runner was Latavius Murray, 39 yards off 12 carries. Yeah, he didn't look great. Did get a touchdown, but... It's like I said a few weeks ago about the Raiders. They run up the gut, so in between the the line. They don't mm. go outside. They don't look for an edge. No. And with someone like Donald Penn, who you know was a Pro Bowl left tackle this year, yeah. being out, that's that's a huge, huge thing. And actually, I think he'd want to prove himself in this game. It was a shame he was pulled out the, the, the night before, because he only... Did you know, Jim, he only conceded one sack in the whole season? Wow. Penn. Yeah. Do you know what sack that was? <laughs> it was the sack that led to Derek Carr breaking oh, his ankle. Okay. <laughs> that whole season you concede yeah. is the sack that damages your quarterback. So I think he probably would have had a real point to prove and mm-hmm. and sort of try and make amends, maybe not to Derek Carr, but yeah. to the to the team and the franchise and the fans. But So it's a shame that he wasn't given that opportunity to go in and do that. So unfortunately for the Raiders, it was 20-7 to 7 down at half-time and that was kind of it. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a shame for the Raiders... But, you know, the season isn't a bad season in total. You no. know, you ended up third. Mm-hmm. No, fifth. You had fifth seed, but, you know, you were close to getting the second seed up until the last week. If you'd had your quarterback in... Yeah, I think everyone you would... probably would have kept it. You'd have penciled them in for that, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, they would have probably beaten the Broncos, so... Yeah. Do you want to talk about Brock Osweiler at all? Do I want to talk about Brock Osweiler? Mm-hmm. I thought you want to talk about Brock Osweiler. Really? I just well, it's not. The only thing I'll say about him is I've never seen anyone throw more times at people at the line of scrimmage, as in the opposing lineman. Oh right, yeah. For someone so tall, how does he not get he's over the line? He's six for eight. 
One of them he threw at the lineman's helmet, who was about four feet in front of him. Yeah. What is he doing? Doesn't look particularly comfortable in the pocket, does he? No, he doesn't. No, he does not look comfortable. So yeah. that's a shame. Uh, yeah, really boring two teams, frankly. So I don't know why we've talked about this game so so much. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's. To the other game that happened then on the uh, Saturday night was mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins going to Pittsburgh. It was a cold day as well there. And uh, they faced a drubbing. They did. Ended the game at uh, 30 points for the Steelers, 12 for the Dolphins, but all the damage was done early on. Antonio Brown with two first quarter touchdowns and uh, Le'Veon Bell just eating up yards. Yep. Le'Veon Bell was a beast. 167 yards, two touchdowns for Bell. Which is a Steelers playoff record. It is. It was his first playoff game as well. Is he always suspended? No. (laughs) Oh, sorry. No, what were you saying? Injured by that time. Injured, right. Okay, injured, sorry. Injured. Antonio Brown, 124 yards off five receptions and two touchdowns. Uh, on the other side, Jai was the the big danger going into the game. He totaled 33 yards off 16 carries. And um, Jarvis Landry actually looked pretty good, but he's a good player. He is a good player. Over 100 yards for 11 receptions. But um, yeah, it was 20 to six at halftime. So very similar to the Oakland uh, Houston game. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell looked like an absolute animal. I do not understand why the Miami Dolphins only went out there on Friday. And apparently, mm. all they did was practice with really cold balls. They put a ball in the fridge and then yeah. played with that. That's not exactly the same no. as being out in there. In 80 degree heat in Miami, it's not the same. No. 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 They didn't look acclimatised. They didn't look comfortable in the, in the, in the cold. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. They've never looked good in the cold, though. No, but that's ridiculous. You try and acclimatize. You had a full week. Go out there early doors. Try and get yourself settled. You don't even need to be in in Pittsburgh. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Go to Buffalo. Go somewhere else where it's cold. Don't have you don't have to stay at home. No. It's ridiculous. So that was a strange thing. The other strange thing is when is James Harrison going to age? <laughs> yeah, he did look about twenty three running around there, didn't he? Was the best player. He was amazing. On the field, by far. Well, Ryan Shazier was pretty good as well. James Harrison was the best player on the field. Shazier had a good game, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Nice interception. But James Harrison. I'm Lawrence not. This, Timmons. This is another ageless wonder. This isn't an accusation that he's taking steroids. But I hope it's not. Well, it's actually not. Good. <laughs> but I can understand why people make accusations, because that guy is an ageless wonder. We need to, you know, get his blood and just Work out what it is because he is a superhuman. <laughs> we need it. He's a mutant. He is brilliant. I love it. So, I do love James Harrison. Sh- well, shout out to James Harrison. Yeah. On the other side, uh, Matt Moore, the wheels kind of really fell off over the last few games. The wheels fell off just... when his body nearly fell off his legs when <laughs> Bud Dupree oh. walloped him. Oh, that was a hit and a half, wasn't it? Whammy! It was terrible. <laughs> Got him. Because I was not, I was in Manchester at that point mm-hmm. I, it was the first night we got up there on Sunday night and there were no TVs in the hotel at the restaurant so I brought my um, tablet down and I was watching it in the restaurant and <laughs> that hit came in and I almost knocked my food off the table because that was a, a, a hit you don't see very often now no no he, full blown. I was, I was, he got crushed I was waiting for someone to hit him I was like he's running outside the pocket he's taking forever someone's got to tackle him yeah. I was expecting that I wasn't expecting a freight train to come through. No, and Bud Dupree's not a small man. No, 
He is not a small Matt man. Matt Moore felt that one. <laughs> oh, no, he did. He did. Yeah, he looked like he'd gone back to like the first time his dad smacked him. Yeah. And he just was confused and didn't understand what had happened. TJ Yates had to go in for one play. Yeah, it was, then, it was uh, outrageous. <laughs> but, uh, you he know... It was a run play, that one. Yeah. He, um... <laughs> It's a shame, really, for Miami, because they've made real strides. Another situation where the quarterback got injured. They've had a good season. They, they have had a good season. You've, you've actually had a winning season for a change. You have. First season under a new coach. They're which young players. To, to make the playoffs is hugely impressive. It's a young team there. The yeah. majority of them, obviously, you know, Cameron Wake's the exception, but uh, yeah. Jordan Phillips, and you've got Ndamukong Sue. Kiko Alonso, yeah. Byron Maxwell, you've got Landry, you've got Parker, you've got Ajayi, yeah. you've got even Tannehill's young Tannehill's as well. Tannehill's still, yeah. They've got, they've got a really good group, nucleus. N- nucleus of young talent, absolutely. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. Stole them. And meant, meant that I couldn't speak. Um, yeah. yeah, exciting times for Miami. Shame they got knocked out, but, you know, they have reasons for it and certainly, certainly signs for... You know, well, showing signs of, of progression and potentially some excitement in the future. So that's good. So with that, the fifth and sixth seeds of the AFC are gone. They are. So let's go on to the NFC. And we'll start with the Lions-Seahawks. Now, you predicted the Lions win on this one. I did. And, you know, they could it could have happened. You have to pick one upset in the playoffs, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Surely. And the Seattle Seahawks at home won 26-6. to Score doesn't do the game justice, in fairness. No, it doesn't. They were better than six points, the Lions. Yeah. But uh, it was only 10-3 at halftime. Yeah. You, it was you, 16 points in the fourth quarter that, you know, flatters the Seahawks to some extent. It does. It does indeed. And we spoke on the phone while you were up north about this game. Yeah. You want to give your main man a shout-out, don't you? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> I've got those of it. The one-handed catching machine. <laughs> Jimmy Graham? No. <laughs> Paul Robinson? Yes. So Richardson. Richardson. He's got, he's got such a plain name, I can't remember it. If it was I don't, I don't know. I, be, I would have believed you if you said Robinson. I, I didn't know <laughs> So you name. thought it was? I did think it was Robinson. Sorry, sorry. Is it Richardson? Either way, this is super professional. Yeah, it's Paul Richardson. Richardson. When? The last time he had a good game was the Super Bowl. I have a theory about him. Clutch? No. <laughs> right. I have a theory that Odell Beckham's boat he was on last week got yeah. lost. Oh, you think it was a switch? And I reckon he his boat just ended up in Seattle. <laughs> put the wrong kit on. Yeah, dyed his hair. Richardson suddenly dropping balls left, right and centre for the Giants, which we'll mm-hmm. touch on in a moment. Yeah, hang on, yeah. But Odell Beckham is catching these one-handed grabs from Russell Wilson. That's my theory. That boat that everyone keeps talking about. Well, it's quite a Ended theory. up in Seattle. I mean, it was Doug Baldwin had the most yards. He had 104 yards off 11 receptions, but... For just three receptions, Paul Richardson had 48 yards and a touchdown. And these receptions oh. were not normal receptions. They weren't. Okay. One, he used a, ju- a Lions defender as a climbing frame to catch. Yep. Around his body. Yep. That was That's just an outrageous catch. <laughs> it was outrageous. Yeah. He had a leaping one-hander over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Oh. Beast. He looked yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's, it's weird that he just goes missing for so long. I don't know if he's injured through the season or possibly. I'm not sure. But Doug Baldwin looked great as well. He's like he had another yeah. one-handed grab when Curse could have just caught it right in front of him. Oh yeah, that was nice. And he just, just nicked it off. Steal, and went, the, no, steal the touchdown. No, I've got this. I'm having a game. Yeah, <laughs> you can have an easy touchdown. I'm going to have this spectacular one. Yeah, here. right. Okay. Yeah, it was great. Um, there's a couple of things I noticed in this game mm-hmm. that I 
people may have noticed, they may not have noticed, but were important to me. Let's hear them. One was after the fourth down stop, where they tried to throw that inside screen to the fullback. Yeah. And they were stuffed on fourth down. Oh, the Seahawks stuffed the Lions, sorry, just to clarify. Um, One thing I noticed was Michael Bennett following Stafford, giving him an earful, just sort of saying, you you know, welcome to the playoffs or whatever he was Uh, saying. I'm speculating as to what was said, but that to me showed they know what player football is. Right, if you perform, get a bit chippy, get under the other team's skin. Do whatever you can. Do what you can. The other play was the outside run to Thomas Rawls when Russell Wilson had obviously given oh, him a shout block. from behind and went, I'm coming up, I'm going to yeah. help you block. Saw Rawls slow down slightly. And Wilson, the block. Wilson comes up, blocks a cornerback, you get an extra six, seven yards. Playoff football. Yeah. Both of those things showed me that one team was used to being in the playoffs and knew what needed to be done and mm-hmm. how to get under the opposing team's skin and how to execute and get those extra yards which mean you can get the victory. And one team didn't execute on fourth down allowed themselves to be blocked by a quarterback 15 yards downfield yeah and that was the difference you've got to respect a quarterback that goes up to block oh this it's is, amazing but this is different uh, the Russell Wilson block against the Lions to let's say a Tom Brady block oh. against the Jets yeah that was watch that if you want to see how not to really uh, <laughs> cover yourself in glory as a quarterback yes yeah he looked frightened Russell Wilson actually bust a gut to get yeah. Put himself in that situation to make the block. <laughs> Thomas Rawls, 161 yards and a touchdown. Zach Zenner, man with the best uh, initials in football. Yep. Only did 34 yards, unfortunately. But yep. it was that, that defence stepped up for the Seahawks. They did. At home, they're a different prospect. They are. And and they're locking up these players as well. I'm so impressed with how they're managing that organisation at the moment. Yep. Did you even know Michael Bennett's been extended for four years? I did. That's hugely impressive, though. Yeah, when sl- under the radar, fine. We'll just re-sign one of the best defensive Done. linemen in football. Done. Yeah. We're not going to let him go to free agency. He wants to stay here. We look after him, and we're com- we're you know we're always competitive. Mm. They that organization with Pete Carroll at the helm has been seamless. We've had, we've had a holdout from Cam Chancellor, and that was dealt with perfectly. They keep re-signing their best players. They'll let other people go. They'll bring in a, bring in young talent, and actually, it's amazing they make trades that we think are bust with Jimmy Graham all of a sudden this year it looks like it's worth it again just need to use him properly absolutely but when he now he's on form or when they were throwing it to him looks like the dynamic player we saw in New Orleans for so many years yep I think they said they are a really impressive team and why so many of their coaches are now within in the NFL Dan Quinn's done a good job at the Falcons and is trying to emulate pick up those players he's got his Chancellor in Keanu Neal. Yeah. He's got his Bennett in, in Vic Beasley. You know, there's a formula there that's working. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see other teams try and sort of, you know, follow suit. Yeah. Last word then for the Lions. Another good, it is a good season for the Lions, you know. Yep. And they just got, they just fell off at the wrong time, didn't they? They peaked a bit too early in the season. The Packers came back, nicked the uh, number one spot in the NFC North, left them with that matchup. And uh, it was just, the bridge too far really yeah it was They, do you know what and for them to even get in the playoffs is hugely impressive because the first I think six or seven games I think they won five of them they're five and two at one point I believe mm. and all five of those were fourth quarter victories yes so it wasn't like they were blowing teams out and they looked hugely impressive it was they were squeak eking these games out they were squeakers yeah. they showed some you know they showed they were clutch they had some big plays on defence and that's not that's not a recipe 
for playoff victories. That's hugely exciting for a neutral fan. Probably, you know, it's hands to the heart, hands over the eyes stuff for, for Lions fans, but not a recipe for playoff wins. They can't say it wasn't exciting. No, it's been a great season and that's, for them. And that's good, because, you know, Lions fans are much maligned. You know, they have to put up with a lot of rubbish up in Detroit. Yep. And so it's good to see them have a good season. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with Johnson going and sort of us thinking they might be in disarray this year. Mm-hmm. It was really nice to yeah, see Yeah, Marvin Jones and uh, Golden Tate are two really good replacements there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Ebron steps up as well at tight ends. They've got some weapons for uh, for Stafford. Yeah, it needs a more running game, I think. Yeah, a little bit. So the last game then of the wildcard weekend was the New York Giants facing the Green Bay Packers. Yep. It ended 13-38 to in the Packers' favour. Mm-hmm. Again, the freezing cold Lambeau Field. Pretty close to ice bowl temperatures, but not all the way down. And uh, it was... <laughs> apart from the first quarter, where the Lions had a 3 nothing lead, as soon as the Packers scored... Giants. Sorry, so I say Packers scored. Lions. Lions scored. I do apologise. I meant to say Lions. Just said it then. Uh, from you the meant second... to say Giants. You said Lions twice now. <laughs> I said not. Oh. <laughs> it's uh. fine. The Giants scored. It was, they were three 0 up. You're right. Yeah, that team three 0 up. Okay, so after that, the Green Bay Packers. I can say them. They rattled off some points, and they did. New York just couldn't hang with them. They couldn't at any point. We always knew that the. It was going to be the defence that had to step up. Mm-hmm. And they did for a while, but they just couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers forever. No, it was it, what was quite interesting was in the first half, they had some real success on delayed blitzes or safety blitzes or, you know, yeah. de- uh, you know bringing these different forms of pressure, corner blitzes. And it, it, it seemed to stifle... They, well, they seemed to stifle Rodgers a bit and put him under a bit of pressure. And then it was like he just deciphered that defense and worked out right. Well, yeah. actually, when this person moves here, that means that person's coming. And he just and you know was giving the right calls to his linemen. And I've not seen blocking like that for a very long time consistently from all of the linemen. He had we made that joke about Andy Dalton having about forty, or was it Andy Dalton or Kirk Cousins having about forty seconds in the pocket earlier like in the James year. James Winston. Oh, was, was it the, Winston? Was the player when he was running, scrambling around, almost got a safety. And oh, then... that was it. Sorry, Winston. Yeah. And um, we laughed about that, saying he had 12 seconds and, you know, any quarterback can make a play with 12 seconds. Mm. It looked like Rodgers had that constantly. And he's he is this athlete in the pocket. He's lost maybe a step or two. He used to be quite quick as well. Yeah. But I don't see any other quarterback the way he is in the pocket. Bounce on a spring, bouncing around, falling his defenders, and these these linemen are just so consistent. He's, you know, so impressive to watch actually. And you give him more than five seconds and that quarterback is going to punish you. And that, and that he did. 362 yards and four touchdowns on the day. Yeah. Um, consistently scoring points from the second quarter onwards. 14, 10 and 14 were the scores for the yeah. Packers. Good luck stopping them when they're on a the roll like that. Yeah. On the other side, Eli couldn't do much. Um, although someone did step up and it wasn't Odell Beckham. It was actually Tavares King. Yes. Wide receiver out of Georgia. Georgia, yes. Uh, 73 yards and a touchdown off just three receptions. So a kind of a Paul Richardson type day for him. Yeah, it's uh, he had a good game. Obviously, the, the story is going to be the Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard boat trip. Yeah, I I think the boat trip hurt them less, and actually, it's the they probably had that in the back of their minds going into the game. Right, we've really got to perform here. Mm-hmm. 
and he had some, you know, he had both of them had some poor drops. Odell Beckham in particular, I think he had four drops, or three or four drops in this game. I think it was four, four drops in this game on twelve targets, and I think he only had eight drops on one hundred and twenty odd targets for the season. Yeah, that's a really bad game for him. And of all the games you want to step up, you need to start stepping up in playoff. Yeah, football, so. he didn't look great, and uh, you know, Shepard made a couple of drops, made a couple of good catches though, to be fair as well. So it's just a shame, really, that you know they they didn't put up more of a fight and make a yeah. bit of a game of it. I thought that was going to be quite an exciting game. Two well matched teams. They had to keep the Packers down on offense, and they didn't do it. Even when they had a chance, that hell Mary. Yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> I know he pushed off. I get that Randall Cobb pushed off at the back of the end zone. Yeah. But my defense to that is, I think it's Leon Hall wasn't looking at him. Wasn't looking at Cobb. Wasn't ma- you know man to man marking him. No, it was or you know covering him. It was he was there to box him out and push him out the back of the end zone. And what a catch that was! What a throw! The arc he throws it with is ridiculous. It's right in the danger area, isn't it? Every time, and it's not flat, so the defenders can just slap it down. It's put it up. Who can jump the highest? Yeah, catch the ball at its highest point, or in this case, let it drop to the end zone and toe tap. Mm-hmm. Beautiful play, mm. and when you when those are going against you, you're not going to win. <laughs> Packers have really come into form at the right time, haven't they? They are. They're good at that, actually. Yeah, they are. The last time I saw this happen, I saw the Packers in the Super Bowl, and I saw the Steelers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Keep mentioning 2008, just and I'm just no. What I'm, what I'm saying is, I, you both. Last time I saw you both going, you know, have this much form coming into the playoffs. Both of you made the Super Bowl. Yeah. So that would that would be another exciting one, I think. I don't think a neutral fan would begrudge you two playing a little rematch. Well, be exciting. I, can, I can live with that. Yeah, I think you could, <laughs> as long as you win. Because yeah. you're an emotional it's wreck. It's my turn. It's my turn. If they won last time, it's my turn. <laughs> and, yeah. and with that, King, the fifth and sixth seeds from the NFC have left us. In theory, that's how the seeding should work. So yeah. all, the home, all the home teams went through. No upsets. No upsets. And you got three out of four right for last week. Yeah, I tried to call the upset. I was wrong. But yeah, of all of them that could have you know yeah, yeah. No, absolutely <laughs> absolutely alright so I think we're going to take a break let's and then let's come back and let's look at the divisional round let's do it we're suddenly getting more important now it is getting more important it's exciting <laughs> welcome back guys to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for wildcard weekend and before we get on to the divisional games King Yes. We better do some news, I think, because you know, there's a lot of stuff happened still. There are other teams out there, apparently. Yes, there are. And uh, we're just getting some breaking news, actually. It is breaking news. Billy, beep, beep, billy, beep, beep, billy, beep. We didn't get it via Morse code, but yes, it's breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that the Denver Broncos, yes. the current Super Bowl champions, yes, have just hired a new head coach. They have indeed, yes. Vance Joseph. Vance Vance Joseph, yeah. Vance, yeah. Yeah. The defensive coordinator for the the Dolphins. He is. Has now been given a four-year contract. Yes. He's 44. He is 44. Yeah. He has spent only one season as a a defensive coordinator. Yeah. And the previous 10, he has been a defensive backs coach. That's somewhat of a meteoric rise within the space of two seasons. <laughs> hey, it can happen in the NFL. It can happen, and good for him. Yeah. But. You're not too happy about this, are you? I just don't really know much about him. 
Okay. Because the fact he's been a defensive back for 10 of the last 11 seasons. Well, he did... Um, or 11 of... T- yeah, 10 of the last he 11. He did interview in 2015 for the Broncos job before Kubiak became available. I didn't know that. And when Kubiak became available, Elway picked Kubiak. Interesting. But now that Kubiak's gone and the Dolphins just gone out of the playoffs, because they also were talking to... Um, who is it? Dave Tube. Yes. He's the special teams coordinator for the Chiefs. And you've got Kyle Shanahan at the Falcons as the offensive coordinator. But because they're still in the playoffs, they're still live. Yep. He can't really talk to them. He can't. What I've been hearing over the last few days is that Vance Joseph was the favourite. Yeah. But Kyle Shanahan was closing the gap, which means, to me, suggested he has had preliminary conversations with the organisation despite still being in the playoffs. Yeah. But... I don't know. Maybe it is a great move. I'm not sure. But Carl Shanahan is a known commodity, in my opinion. <laughs> and also, you've got Wade Phillips there as the defensive coordinator. That's exactly so why what are you bringing in a defensive-minded head coach? Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you've got, you know, an average quarterback situation brewing that's, in... That's very uh, nice of you to say. Yes, <laughs> in Denver. But you've... Demarius Thomas, you've got Emmanuel Sanders, you've got weapons on out on the outside. Yeah, you, we know you're not a Matt Ryan fan. What has oh, Kyle no. Shanahan done with an average quarterback and some weapons outside? Created a dynamic offense. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Why not take the plunge? Your defense is set. Wade Phillips is there, as you've touched on. Yeah, Wade Phillips and Kyle Shanahan I'd... would have been pretty scary. Yeah, I don't. And how is that going to work? That defensive dynamic. Well, I'm not sure that Vance Joseph can tell Wade Phillips anything. That's what I mean. It's a strange hiring, personally, I think. But maybe it pans out for him. Maybe they go back to the Super Bowl next year. Well... Who knows? He was, he was a coordinator in demand. Did he you, was. Did you know that he cancelled a, a scheduled interview with the Chargers? Yes. Except for Wednesday. I did know he that. Did. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, well, good for him. If anything, that's what I'm going to say. I don't know enough about the guy, so I can't really comment. But... Good for him. Let's do some Pittsburgh news. Because I know you want to do at least one bit of Pittsburgh news. Would you, you go your bit first and then I'll finish my All right. Well, Joey Porter. Yeah. <laughs> he got arrested in Pittsburgh um, the night of the Dolphins victory. Yeah. The victory over the Dolphins. I yes, mean. indeed. And, uh, yeah. He's watched some UFC lately. So, yeah, I think Fancy he had. his chances. Yeah, he tried to get into a club. Wasn't allowed in. So, he picked up the bouncer. Now, not many people can pick up bouncers, but Joey Porter is a big lad himself. So. Do you make, just to clarify, for those who might be confused, Yeah, lifted off the ground or attempted to take the bouncer home with him? Which type I'm of pickup? I'm not sure. Which type of pickup? <laughs> Could be both. Could be both. <laughs> he definitely lifted him off the ground. Because that's either an, att- a, you know, an aggressive pickup technique yeah. or he just lifted the guy off the ground. It's one of the two. Well, the reports are... You know, contradictory here, right? So you've got this this arrest uh, officer who arrested him, yes, charged him with a load of you know misdemeanor stuff. But this cop's got some issues of his own. Interesting. Mm. Do elaborate, please. Well, he's been charged himself, right, with pistol whipping a guy, right? <laughs> okay, and shooting someone out off duty, of course. You know, because how cops old don't is shoot this guy? Was he like around when the mob were like really no prolific? idea? What's no idea, but um, he... <laughs> Who pistol whips anyone these days? Well, this cop did. Oh, that's amazing. He reckoned he got punched at, um, in his car at a set of lights, and so he got out and p- 
pistol whipped and then shot a guy. Why do you need to do both? I don't know, but this this same officer then went and arrested Joey Porter um, because Joey Porter tried to get into a club to celebrate um, the Steelers winning. Yeah, or go home from the club. Or with he, the he probably should have gone home. One with, of the two with the bouncer. Yeah, <laughs> everyone would have been happy. Maybe he should have. Yeah, maybe it. Well, it sounds more like he tried lifting this guy off the ground. Yeah, maybe but, he should have gone with the alternative pickup. But this seems a lot tamer, really, than the well, let's just say like a Pac Man Jones arrest a couple of weeks ago. What, pistol whipping and shooting? No, that's, I'm talking about the officer there. I'm talking about the Joey Porter incident. It's just trying to get into a club and not and failing spectacularly. Yeah. What I loved was when Patman Jones, who everyone now has said, oh, he's t- really turned the corner. <laughs> and then as soon as he has one arrest, it's like, oh, actually, there's been about 19 incidents that no one's heard of over yeah. the last two <laughs> he years. Kept it quiet, yeah. yeah. It's really, it's quite funny. Um, strange thing to do. He's been suspended, hasn't he, by the Steelers? They've suspended him, but, you know, it's only because they're going to be pending an investigation. We don't need that in this off-season, this post-season run. What's we... his title there? Linebacker's coach, wasn't Yeah, it? he's linebacker coach. Right, okay. Okay. Which basically is James Harrison's job. So you've not really lost anything. <laughs> he is still a good person to have around the dressing room. He's a former player for us as he well. He is, yeah. Uh, he's, he brings an attitude to the, the team that you need. He especially does. when you're playing AFC North rivals, but... We're going to be play, playing the Chiefs this weekend and you're going to need some guts going up against them. Yeah, and it's either an aggressive attitude he brings to the table yep. or it's a loving attitude he brings to the table. Yeah. One of the two. We're still not sure. But either way, Porter brings an attitude to the he table. Brings, he brings a lot to the table. He does, absolutely. You know, when you watched him last season against the Bengals in the wildcard round, where he walked onto the pitch and it was a big controversy. It got another 15 yards, moved us into field goal range, won us the game, bad luck bungles. But he does those kind of things and they're, they're kind of infuriating to everyone else. But if he's on your team, then you kind of accept it and went, ah, oh, it's just Joey being Joey. Yeah, no, so he's, he's an I icon. I still love him, even if he did go and pick up a bouncer. Indeed. Again, not sure which way, in, in which way he did it. But I prefer it to be in the other way, but he picked him up physically. Okay. And uh, yeah. That's, a shame. that's that's how it, that's it. It's kind of a non-story. Hopefully, it will blow over. But is that going to impact you, Jim, in the playoffs? Because, like you said, he is he is an integral part of that team, and that yeah. he he brings an attitude with him. I'm pretty sure he'll still be close, or probably back on the sideline within a week or two. Interesting. I think it's going to all go away. Okay, we'll see what happens. The other news in uh, Pittsburgh you wanted to talk about was Ben Roethlisberger getting injured on the last play. I did want to talk about that. I did want to slightly talk about injured, it. slightly injured, less injured than initially thought because we've delayed it, so we've actually had time to evaluate it. He's <laughs> yeah. had an MRI, and this is a direct quote from okay. Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. It showed I aggra- aggravated an old foot fracture, but nothing severe. I should be good to go against the Chiefs. Is that how he said it as well? No. He's been <laughs> sounding more natural, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can read quite well, apparently. I, I will go to the. <laughs> Thank game you for ridiculing my ability to read. Um, so yes, that's a direct quote from Mr. Big Ben there. Um, mm-hmm. But the bigger debate now we know that he's actually reasonably healthy. Yes. When is the right time to take your quarterback out of the game? Because there's two debates here. A lot of people initially said, why have you kept Big Ben in? Yeah. But there was another couple of blowouts in the playoff weekend, uh, playoffs this weekend. Yeah. And all the other starting quarterbacks were in at the same... Aaron Rodgers stayed in. At the same point in time. Yes, Aaron Rodgers did stay in. 
Why was he still in? They were they were so far up against the Giants, there was no way the Giants were coming back. No, it's true. Why did Tom Brady stay until the end of the game against the Dolphins at the end of the season when they wiped the floor with them? Yeah. But at the same time, you've got idiots that are saying that Derek Carr shouldn't have been in against the Colts when, yes. when he got injured. Yes. Well, there was no, that game wasn't beyond the reach of, of Andrew Luck at that point. So no. That was, you shouldn't have pulled him then. But for this game, yeah, you're probably right. We'd already pulled uh, Le'Veon Bell. Yes. But the idea was that, that Ben would still have the, the nous to um, get rid of a ball. Stay out of trouble. Yeah, and just hand it off to D'Angelo Williams for the majority of the, the rest of the game. Yeah. So we'd, we'd settled down by that point. You said the Dolphins scored six points in the fourth quarter. We did take our foot off the gas. By us, I mean the Steelers. And, yeah, we could have pulled a Roethlisberger as well. I wouldn't mind if we had. I think you should have done, because... In this instance, but I understand why we didn't. I understand. I I do. I'm not. I'm not saying. It, I think it's a terrible. If he'd been injured, I think then we'd be having a different conversation. Possibly. But it's for me. He'd not had a good game. He threw a couple of stupid interceptions. Mm-hmm. One of which wasn't tipped. The other, he was getting hit when he threw it. Yeah. But he wasn't having a fantastic game. Let's get him out of the game. Let's say, look, you've done enough. You've got us through. <laughs> Do you know in that situation, in that the way he was playing, yeah, you know, the difference in that game was Le'Veon Bell, and he is your, he's the standout player on offense. Mm-hmm. It's not the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers. He's your Aaron Rodgers, basically Le'Veon Bell this season. He's been phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. He's been absolutely amazing. But Roethlisberger's had a bit of a down year. Take him out, rest him, get him, make sure that guy is a hundred percent healthy. Because he had, has a habit of trying too hard to force things because he's such a competitor yeah, that puts himself in danger. And the annoying thing with that is, when he's injured and he's hobbling about, he tends to throw rubbish interceptions because he gets hit. Because he's, phys- he's not the most physically gifted, is he, bless him? But you've got to remember, King, that we've actually got probably the best line we've had for a long time. Yep. It's allowing, the same way that Aaron Rodgers is having time in the pocket. Yep. Ben's actually got a bit more time with, and the line really helps Le'Veon Bell the oh, way for that sure. DeCastro or Villanueva can move around and, and double block to to open up routes that's that's what we've got now we've mm. got a line that will allow Ben to, to dart around and actually not get hit at the end of the play yep so yeah no, that is true I, I understand why they kept him in they wanted to just control the game he could do the handoff the majority of the time and yeah there there's a chance he can get injured so I I wouldn't mind either way. If they'd pulled him for Landry Jones and just set out the rest of the game, that's fine as well. Yep. They'd already pulled Bell, and that was the the main bit for me. Yeah, it's a tough debate to have. I think in this instance, I probably would have taken him out, personally. Um, but, like you say, ev- well, like I said, every other quarterback was still in the game. Yep. They're still playing. And frankly, this is football. This, it's a man's there is game. A chan- there is a chance to get injured at any point during the game. Or not in the game. Or or not in the game. You know, I know we, we you hate talking about him, but do you remember when Brady got injured against the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah. First play of the game. Yeah. Out for the season. It can happen at any point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of a difficult debate. It can but happen I thought, in, your, in your bathroom with a load of fireworks. Yes. Can, in July. It doesn't have to happen on the field. <laughs> yes, it can. Ask JPP. Yeah. People slip up all the time in their kitchen. You see all these news reports of... of You're going a bit far now. Oh, we're talking about a physical game of football. You don't have to talk about like accidental slips. Yeah, but that's what happens. It does. People happen. can get injured really badly doing these things. 
They can. Oh, 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 more breaking news. Go on. Beep, 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 beep. This has literally just happened because yeah. I've seen you just look at your phone. The Bills have agreed terms with Sean McDermott to be their next head coach. Wow. Wow. So the Bills have moved on and picked up Sean McDermott. The coaching carousel is in full swing. Swing. Indeed. Yeah. Thoughts on that pickup? Uh, he's ex Panthers, isn't he? Yes, he is. Well, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly a massive splash, is it, for the Bills? No, no. He was the de- the defensive coordinator for the Panthers, and with people like Luke Keekley and Josh Norman a couple of years ago, they looked really good. So there's not a bad defense in in Buffalo for him to take over. No, I don't think. The interesting thing with that Carolina team is their defensive focus is on the front seven. Yes. And I don't think the Bills is at the moment. They've got some standout safeties. They've got Gilmore's playing really well at corner. Yeah. Um, But besides Marcel Darius and Jerry Hughes, you know, Carl Williams used to be a really good player, but he's he's now, you know, coming of age where he's looking at retirement, I think, or at least close to. You know, they lost Williams, who... Mario Williams, who was productive for a couple of years and, you know, has actually now just been dropped by the Dolphins. That's probably a good time to get rid of him. Yeah. But linebackers, can you think of anyone that they have there? That's good? Um, I'm st- I haven't been thinking about the Bills for a few weeks, so no, I'm having trouble right now. I'm having trouble. So I think that that's going to be the... F- if, if he's coming in and he wants to... He wants to emulate what the success he had in Carolina. Then I think he's that's the philosophy he's going to go down. Invest in the linebackers. The harshness there is that Anthony Lim was the interim, wasn't he? And he was basically a lock for the head coach job. So obviously this Sean McDermott must have been impressed enough in the interview process to to get the job there. Yeah, I can understand why. They've had a, he's had a successful defense with the Carolina. He's actually a, he's been a defensive coordinator for a long time with yeah, yeah. the Eagles and then with the Panthers. Yep, and it's stripes. Whereas Anthony Lim was a running back coach, former mm-hmm. running back. Yep. Similar, similar to Vance Joseph, quite a, a meteoric rise. Yeah. Also, do you think maybe because Anthony Lim was one of Rex Ryan's boys? Possibly. Doug Whaley wants to move away from that. Possibly. It'd be interesting if the Bills try and keep him within the organisation in another role, potentially like offensive coordinator or something like that, especially if the head coach is a defensive guy. It just depends if, if Lim wants to try somewhere else and, and then push on to become the head coach. Yeah. So that'd be interesting to, to watch that space. Yeah. So the next story then is the San Diego Chargers. Yes. They are looking to move still, aren't they, King? They are, But yeah. uh, a decision isn't going to be made until next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So there's been a stay of execution really on the next piece of news. So we're reporting that there is no news. Yeah, reporting the news has been delayed. <laughs> the inevitable has been delayed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't want it to clash with the playoff weekend. No, don't want to, be, don't want to bring that down. No, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, a bit of a strange one. Bittersweet for me. Um, what the hell are you going to do, man? I'm just going to, I don't know, Chargers, I guess. LA Chargers. Oh, or it's horrible. Las Vegas Chargers. Oh, it's horrible. That doesn't even go. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all. No, it doesn't. But yeah, we'll see what happens. That's that's going to be interesting. They've got big. Uh, to be honest, I think the biggest story is the fact that Melvin Ingram's becoming a free agent more than where they moved to. So they're not yeah. going to San Diego. I think most people know that. So it's uh, yeah, that's uh, it's a real shame, really. 
it's a shame because I think was it you that mentioned they've for a team that's actually moved to a different location they've been in their new location the longest out of everyone yes so that's a shame to lose that because they've got a good fan base there it's been a a long old time there beautiful city and talking of people being somewhere a long old time Tom Coughlin is no longer unemployed what's he doing now dog walking he's gone (laughs) he's gone back to the Jacksonville Jaguars he's at the Jags He's gone back to the Jags. They just hired a coach, though. No, no, no. He's not a coach. Oh. He is now the executive... Hang on, I'm get this right. Executive Vice President for Football Operations. Executive Vice President, eh? Executive Vice President. So, basically, Dave Caldwell reports to him. Right, okay. As the GM. Uh, so, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I guess he's going to help out in the draft. He's he's basically Jerry Jones for the Jags now, <laughs> without owning the team. Well, Shad Khan's the... Uh, Jerry Jones is the owner. Yes. But Jerry Jones is involved in everything. It sounds like Coughlin's going to have the freedom to do that based on that title. Yeah. So that'd be It's nice to see him going back there, actually. It is. I quite like... I mean, he was there for, what was it, seven years? But maybe that means he made a decision he didn't want to coach. Do you think or not? I think he was quite happy to go and and sit in an office and and think about the draft. And and still, he's going to have some influence down there on the field as well. Oh, for sure. For sure he will. They'll be but, leaning on him constantly. That guy is, yeah. you know, he's got a wealth... He's, how old is he, about 207? Yeah, 205. 205 years, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. He looks good for that. It's going <laughs> well, to help Doug Moran having some experience up, that he can talk to. It's a bit like an Elway type figure, isn't it? You know. Yeah, for sure. He's, um, yeah, but and less smarmy, so that's, that's <laughs> always good. Yes. Yeah. But that's... Uh, I reckon that's about as much news as we can take for right now. Yeah, no, for sure, because we're now Including we're announcing things news. that literally have just been tweeted. It's happening. If we sit around for long enough, we'll get some more coming. <laughs> Fatman Jones has been arrested again. Yeah. <laughs> right, so let's call that, and then we're going to go over the divisional rounds. We better do, I think. Yeah, I think like, feel, think like we should. Feel like we should. Cool. Welcome back, guys, to the final part of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for Wildcard Weekend. We've just had that news interlude, and we better get back to actual games, King. Yeah, for sure. So we've gone through the wildcard, and we've dropped off the fifth and sixth seeds from the AFC and NFC, respectively. We have, indeed. So now it's time. There are only eight teams left. There are. We're getting ominously close. It's so exciting now. We're going to lose another four. I know. It's mad. Saturday, Sunday. Yep. And Four games. All these teams have played each other this season. That is really weird. That is weird. So we're going to go through these games. Yep. The first one up, according to the schedule, okay, is the Seattle Seahawks yep. going to the Atlanta Falcons. Yes. Now, these guys played each other back in week six, and it was a nail-biter. But the Seahawks managed to come out on top 26 to 24. Yep. But that was in the clink. That was in the clink. This one's in Atlanta. This one is in a dome, yes. So, Common and King, what do we reckon? Oh, have I got to pick them? You're going to have to pick them eventually, but uh, we just look, obviously, Julio Jones had a field day that game. Can I ring off a little PFF stat? Go so, on. shout out to pff.com. Yeah. So, they've given some stats for the, the divisional round. Stats? In that ah. week six matchup you mentioned, Julio Jones caught three of five passes. Uh, targets against Richard Sherman in coverage yeah. for 40 yards and an interception. We all Ouch. know Sherman's a beast. Yeah. But everyone thinks the whole of the Seattle defense is a beast as well. <laughs> yes. 
He then caught all four of his targets against the rest of the Seattle defenders for 99 yards and a touchdown. Right. Guess who's going to be following Julio Jones round <laughs> this week? That's astounding how productive he was against the rest of that team. I know in that overall in that game it shows what 139 yards or something like that. Yeah. But he had some struggles against Richard Sherman. Yeah. I have turned around because I think I predicted in our bracketology that the Falcons would beat the Seahawks. You did, yeah, you did, absolutely. Well, Falcons beat the Lions. I think I actually predicted because I picked the Lions. You picked the Lions, so it was the Lions against the the Falcons. So okay, so now we've got the Seahawks. They're not as good away, King. They're not, but it's a dome. Mm-hmm. That in recent years has required I can feel a artificial sound. Okay, yeah, it did. And yeah. they're and they're moving from soon. I think the Seahawks are going to win. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I think the Seahawks are going to win that game. So away. Matty Ryan continues. The first you know I've always said. You know I've always said that Matt Ryan hasn't won the, a playoff game. Yep. I was incorrect in that assertion. He actually did win a playoff game. Right. Okay. It was a few years ago, and do you know who it was against? Seahawks. It was against the Seattle Seahawks. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> it was like 2012 or something. It was a wild card game. Was and Matt Hasselbeck playing? Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. And uh, so they got a win, and then they lost in the in the divisional round. Ah, okay. But that's the only win that, that Matt Ryan's ever had. Yeah, I think the Seahawks are going to win. Okay. I think they're going to win, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hope. I want, I want, they've had such a good year, and Kyle Shanahan's been great, and Julio Jones deserves to have a deep player front. So yeah. I actually hope that the Falcons win, but I think the Seahawks will win. I actually don't care, because I quite like the Seahawks as well. So actually, It wasn't Matt Hasbrook. It was. I remember this now. It was um, Russell Wilson's first season. So it was his rookie season. They got through to the playoffs, but then it was a... Uh, yes, because he won the Super Bowl right. in his second year? Third yes. Year? Yeah, second yeah. year. Yeah, all right. Would you agree with that? Do you think the Seahawks are going to win? I would like to see the Seahawks win that game. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> there you go, then. Yeah, it was 28-30. to 30. I've just looked that game up. 28-30, to 30, the Falcons won that. There you go. And the Seahawks scored 21 of their 28 points in the fourth quarter. So it was, it was uh, squeaky they towards They held them. on. They held on. Yes. Just barely. Squeaky, squeaky. What's the next yeah. game? The next game on the Saturday night mm-hmm. are the Houston Texans or the Houston Broxons. Yep. They're going to New England and facing the Patriots. Yep. Now. Are you smelling upset? Because I'm. I can't smell anything. I'm going <laughs> to call an upset in this game. What? I'm calling an upset. How upset? Uh, are the Texan fans going to be? Is How upset you're, you're going to be that Brady has got through to another <laughs> another ca- conference championship game? Okay. Uh, yeah, the Patriots. That's ridiculous. Patriots. Yeah, yeah. The, they beat the, the Texans earlier on in the season. Back in week three, they won 27-0 in yes. Foxborough. And that was with Jacoby Brissett throwing the ball. So yep. obviously Tom Brady was being a naughty boy on the sidelines. Yes. Twiddling thumbs. Was twiddling thumbs. Uh, he was yeah. in charge of the pump for those games he wasn't playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, meow. Um, yes, the Patriots going to win that game. Like you said, Jacoby Brissett won them the game 27-0. And it was really the Garrett Blunt did two touchdowns and over 100 yards rushing. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas Brock Osweiler did just under 200 yards and an interception. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. that was really it. I mean, the Marmilla did 80 yards, but you're scratching around for anything there. Yeah, I think you're reading too much into that game. I don't think it's oh, yeah. going to be a blowout again, but I think at the same time, you know by now my feelings on Brock Osweiler, if you've been a regular listener, and that hasn't changed, frankly. No. And I think that Brady and the Patriots are just so potent and know what they're doing in the playoffs, and that's going to make a big difference. And actually, that... It's, they're not the best defense in the world, but they can be sneaky good when they need to be. And I just think they'll be too much for the Texans. Is there a chance that either Davion Clowney or Whitney Merciless or Eddie Pleasant or Cushing, Brian Cushing, or someone lays a hit on Tom Brady early on and uh, takes the takes the air out of that team? Potentially, the thing with Brady is. You know, it's sometimes disappointing. People love it when these quarterbacks stay in and take a shot. Uh, but Brady's so good at curling up into a little ball that he <laughs> do, he tends not to take huge hits. Excepting as the Broncos. Yeah, but that was he was the most. That was the time he got hit the most out of any quarterback ever. Yeah. In a playoff game. Yeah, against a, a mean defense, and as the stats now prove, the Texans have got the best defense against or well, for yardies given up yeah but not the best defense for pass rush no so I think that because of that they might be able to they might be able to lay lay them out but that line's not played badly this season no. Nate Solder's come back off injury he was on IR the whole of last year he's played really really well at left mm-hmm. tackle mm-hmm. so yeah I not so much I don't think <laughs> I'm just trying to throw something in there you know yeah I, mean? I, I still think the Patriots would win well yeah Bearing in mind Probably. that now they've got their number two quarterback back and 27-0, if we are going to make comparisons, was with their third quarterback earlier in the season. What if Savage starts? The Patriots. Doesn't, doesn't <laughs> matter. Stop trying to make this a game. It's not a game. They're going to lose. I've got to do something. Patriots are in the championship game. All right. <laughs> so they're going to face either the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Kansas City Chiefs. They are. So when Pittsburgh and Kansas City faced off back in week four mm-hmm. of this season in Pittsburgh, it was a 43-14 to 14 win for the Steelers. Obviously, this is the other way around now. We've got the Chiefs at home. Yep. And the Steelers going into their house. Yep. So thoughts, King? This is really tough. This is the best game. Oh, is it actually? No, the next one might be the best game. Is for me. This is one of the two <laughs> best games. To be fair, there's three or four are pretty decent. And those fourteen points in the first game came in the last in the fourth quarter when everyone given up. Oh, I don't I'm gonna go Chiefs. I'm sorry, Jim. I'm sorry, mate. Roethlisberger scored five touchdowns. I know day. he did. I know he did, and I've just I mentioned uh, in the previous segment that the Steelers are on a bit of a run and I'd like to see him in the Super Bowl. I just can't go against the Chiefs at home. Because they're white hot. They are white hot. You've created this white hotness to them, <laughs> and it's gonna. You've sabotaged your whole season. Um, I'm really sorry. I have to go Chiefs. I hope the Steelers win because you are a Steelers fan. But yes. if you ask me to pick and put that on this podcast slash YouTube, YouTube, I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. Oh, I don't know, Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs. I'm gonna go home win. Do you know what, King? I would rather lose to the Chiefs than lose to the Patriots. So if I've got to lose, I'd rather lose this week. That's a good week. way to look at it. And you get a better draft pick. Slightly. Slightly. No, it doesn't really matter at this stage. 
Doesn't, but if you get some diamonds in the rust like Shazier, you'll be fine. Shazier. Yeah, you'll be fine. Could do. We'll stop trying to draft linebackers to replace James Harrison. <laughs> We're going to need to replace him eventually. Yeah, I know, but you keep doing rubbish at... What? Well, Jarvis Jones. Bud Dupree? What about him? He laid one hit on Matt Moore. You can't start Bud calling Dupree's him the next James in. Harrison. I'm not saying he's the next James Harrison. Well, exactly. I'm saying he's getting better. Exactly. He's get, you've got to give this boy time. The same with, with Clowney. You know, you've got to give these guys time to adjust. Yeah, like Khalil Matt. I like Bud Dupree. Good. I like his name. It's a great name. It's much better than Paul Richardson. Right. So the last game, Sunday night, is the Green Bay Packers against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, awesome game. Again, yeah. another awesome one. Three then, out of the four. It's only the, Tex- it's only the Texans-Patriots that I'm not really intrigued to watch. No, I was going to watch that. The Packers-Cowboys. What a game. In week six, again, these guys faced off. Yep. In Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys came out 30-16 to 16 winners. Uh, yeah Ezekiel Elliott got 157 yards Cole Beasley came up with two touchdowns yeah Coley Cole and Terrence Williams got 75 yards uh, receiving as well on the Packers side well Ty Montgomery got 98 yards receiving but there was nothing really uh, he, was in my scored, fan- he was in my fantasy team that week they scored 10 points in the last quarter but there was only 6 points before that in the rest of the game for the Packers so it was Really a nothing nothing game by the end of the third quarter for the for the Cowboys. And it was just one of those uh normal games for Dak Prescott and uh Ezekiel Elliott, really. Yep. So what do you reckon then? A repeat or Yes. I mean this was yes. this was a different time for the Packers. Repeat. 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Packers fans. You guys have had success with your pass rush in the last couple of games, which has taken a lot of pressure off Aaron Rodgers, who was doing it all on his own. He absolutely willed you to victory this week. But I just think that the Cowboys are too well-rounded in offense. They'll what about put up, defense? They'll put up too many points and they're... and drain the clock with their run game. That it's they're gonna that will alleviate some of the pressure that Rodgers will create offensively. Okay. Inevitably create offensively because he's so impressive. You've got Peppers, Matthews and Clinton Dix have done really well the last few weeks. Do not care. <laughs> Those front, that front of the Cowboys will dominate the run game. They will dominate the pass game. And Dak Prescott is a smart quarterback who won't turn the ball over. So this isn't the best game of the weekend then? It's going to be the Steelers. Oh no, because they're still going to put up points, the Packers. Right. I just don't think enough. I don't think okay. they'll have enough of the ball because of the run game of the Cowboys. And who's starting the quarterback for the, eat the clock. Cowboys? Dak Prescott. All right. Just thought I'd check. There could be a controversy going on there. No, no. Right, okay. No. So you've already flip-flopped on uh, the Falcons getting anywhere because obviously the uh, Seahawks have gone through. And my, my Steelers aren't going through. Thanks very much, King. I'm sorry, buddy. What a downer to win this podcast on. I'm sorry, mate. I'm really sorry. Just because your team's moving. I hope you win. <laughs> I hope you win. Oh, thanks. But <laughs> I've got to put the Chiefs. I'm sorry. All right. There you All go. right, well, there we go. Do you agree? What would you go no, with? I don't agree. Just quick fire. Seahawks, Falcons, go. Seahawks. Texans, Patriots. Patriots. Steelers, Chiefs, if you weren't a Steelers fan. Steelers. Oh, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> Packers, Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay. All right. I think, so, I so think we're you're, you're almost same. right. I'm but almost right. The Steelers. Only go three or four again. Steelers have scored more points than the Chiefs. That's the po- I told you, the problem with the Chiefs is that they can't put up many points. No. 
So providing we can put up some points and we can our defense can step up as they've been doing, then I think we've got a good shot. What did I hear the other day? I had a stab at Alex Smith averaging more points per game than someone else. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> what? Eli Manning, that's it. Alex right. Smith averages more points in the playoffs than Eli Manning does. Okay. There you go. That's a stat for you. Thanks. That guy's won two Super Bowls. I'm glad you managed to finish that stat because otherwise that'd been the worst ending to the podcast you could yeah, possibly can you imagine? imagine. I knew a stat once. But yeah, I heard something. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Well, we're going to get moving. But before we do that, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. Thank you if you're already doing so. Um, yeah. Make sure you check out the videos on YouTube and uh, go to jimandtheking.com to see all of our archive footage, to see our podcasts and our videos and things like that. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back next week. Well, I'm growing my hair back, guys. So if you do want to see what, what we look like <laughs> and you want to see me while I've still got my Britney haircut, then you need to check us out on YouTube because I look like a bald eagle. Yeah, but it's getting there. Yeah. Your locks are coming back. Thanks, man. So <laughs> I was going to say something. You completely throw me off. Um, anyway, hit us up on Twitter at Jim and the King as well. We're going to be, as we've been doing recently live tweeting the um the games over the weekend so you're I'm actually sure quite funny jim people should actually check you out as well <laughs> i keep hoping they will you're actually really funny you should thanks dude there you go but yeah we've got the four games we'll try and watch all four of them and live tweet as we're going on them obviously they're quite late over here in the uk but we'll endeavor to do that so yeah make sure you're um following us on twitter at jim and the king until next week guys i've been jim that's been the king and thanks so much for listening 